Hey everyone, Kyle here. So we're not going to have a new episode this week. Amazon removed Mommy's Secret from its Lifetime Movie Club, and our schedules are really tight, so we didn't have a chance to pick a new movie and watch it. But you are going to hear a brand new podcast coming from me and my brother, Paul Reese Mandel, called the Goddamn Uptempo Records, Casey Kasem's American Top 40 Podcast. And in the podcast, we listen to an edition of American Top 40 from the past, comment on the songs, the commercials, and the long-distance dedications. You've heard some of this um, when I play the Casey Kasem game on the Cyberbullies podcast. So this is our pilot episode, and you will notice that I get the name wrong in the intro to the podcast. We were confused about whether it was Goddamn Upbeat or Uptempo Records, so the ongoing title will be Goddamn Uptempo Records, taken from Casey Kasem's famous outburst, um, or outtake, I should say. So with that, please enjoy Goddamn Uptempo Records. Featured me and my brother, and the Cyber Bullies will be back next week, and we'll be announcing the next film via Facebook and Twitter if you're one of those people who likes to watch the movies ahead of time. Um, so please enjoy. Now, American Top 40, brought to you in part by Carefree Sugarless Gum. <laughs> Hello and welcome to American Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem and this is our weekly countdown of the 40 best-selling songs in the nation. Oh, fuck. Sunday morning at 9, right here on Maine's most listened to radio station, W... I'm not going to say all that shit. Alabama... Hey, what the fuck am I doing? Promos inside the fucking game? <clears throat> oh, fuck it. Bullshit. What does that mean? Huh? What? Good God, I miss my life. Shit. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you gotta go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Man, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hello and welcome to Goddamn Upbeat Records, the Casey Kasem, America's Top 40 podcast. My name is Kyle Reese Mandel. I'm joined by... I'm Paul Reese Mandel. This is episode number one. So in this podcast, we're going to take a look back at America's Top 40 at various points through American history, the Revolutionary War, World War One, <laughs> Vietnam, Vietnam. Actually, we will get to Vietnam. We will get to Vietnam. We'll get to the Iraq War. Yep. The War of the Sexes. Oh, yeah. Battle of the Sexes. Sure. 1973. Bobby ba- Riggs. Yeah, and, the uh, Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, God. Cliff Robertson included. Indeed. And so what we're going to try to do as best we can is find America's Top 40 at some, the same date as we're recording at some year in the past. So for this episode, we're covering July 28th. 1984. And, and we have to give big thanks. Uh, this show could not exist without the work of a singular genius. A real man of genius or woman. I assume it's a guy because it's true. Largely YouTube users are men who do uh, Yeah, especially the, the ones who might obsessively archive something and upload it. Exactly. It's a pretty small set. Yes. So uh, it is the American Top 40 account. So if you want to follow along on YouTube, this person releases new episodes or new, um, I guess, videos or audio files virtually every day. I get an alert on my phone every yeah. day. 
And what's interesting is that they seem to have access to the masters. So these are the recordings that were sent directly to radio stations, which until somewhere in probably the late 80s or early 90s were distributed on LP records. Yes. So this is why we have pristine copies of things, right? It sounds really, really good. With advertisements. Yes. So I can't guarantee that for every one of them, but for many of them, the ads are included as well as... um, Station breaks and so he and his rundown of the, the what it, sometimes we'll have to add for the local station as well. Yeah, so, so this is uh, fantastic stuff, and uh, also does not include songs in full, so he does not run or she does not run afoul of the uh, YouTube uh, content detection, and neither do we. So you'll hear probably the opening three or four seconds and then the final three or four seconds. So don't be afraid. This podcast will not be four hours long like American Top 40, hopefully closer to an hour. And so this is a a view of American culture through Casey's eyes. Yes, Uh, including the dedications. So that's where we get the name of our podcast. If you haven't heard it, please find it. Type in Casey Kasem rant um, or Casey Kasem outtakes into YouTube and hear him talk about having to go into a goddamn upbeat record after a dead dog dedication. Maybe the ultimate outtake it's right up there it's right up there with orson wells yes yeah orson wells um the guys get shirts also uh the band leader whose name i now forget from the 60s where his own band recorded him yelling at them (laughs) um and all the course of sports tirades that i enjoy like lee Ilya calling uh chicago Uh, cubs fans palanca yeah palanca thank you yeah what he slices he slices like a hammer uh lee Ilya calling cubs fans country cocksuckers so there's some great ones, but I think this is probably my favorite. Maybe the first one I ever heard as well. Well, it, it features prominently in the single uh, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For by U2, but really by Negative Land. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute, yes. <laughs> On their U2 single, for which they were sued by U2. <laughs> yeah, so also look that up. So if you haven't already figured out, there'll be pop culture references, Fast and Furious. Uh, we'll do our best in the show notes to point you to things that are of import. I doubt we can document every one, but we're going to do our best. So we're going to listen in real time. We're going to talk and we're going to discuss. So, Paul, one thing before we begin. So actually two things. One, headlines, July 1984. L.A. Olympics are beginning July 28th. Famously, the Soviet Union did not participate. Yes. So the Americans swept uh, the Carl Lewis Olympics where he wins, uh, I think, eight or nine gold medals, running, jumping, all those uh, summer events. We also have it's Mary Lou Retton. This is also the Mary Lou Retton. Oh, the Mary Olympics. Lou Retton years, yes. So if the Russians are there, we might not have Mary Lou Retton or in the Wheaties box. But the, were, were the Romanians there? They must have Ooh, been because they're part of the Soviet question. bloc. Yeah, well, probably not then. Yeah, you're right. Because it's usually the Romanians mm-hmm. who swept uh, gymnastics. Yeah, correct. Also in July, we have um, Ronald Reagan kicking off his Morning in America presidential re-election campaign. So, Too bad it didn't work out for him. I know. Leading to his landslide victory. So those are our big headlines for July of 1984. Paul, where were you? What do you remember, if anything, about July 1984? Well, I would have been living in Tom's River, New Jersey. July of uh, 28th, I would have recently turned the ripe age of 13. Yes. Probably Hormones. Would have, it would have signaled my transition into the uh, eighth grade. Oh, I thought you were going to say it to a man. I was like, we're not Jewish, but I thought you were. I thought you did maybe. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I, I had my own private bar mitzvah. Yeah, you actually did one of the strangest things I've ever seen. You had a teenage um, bris. I, I did. It was extremely painful, not necessary. <laughs> and I, well, and it wasn't necessary because I, I was actually already Oh, okay. So they were just really cutting you down to size. All right. Yeah. It was just 
if you don't get it right the first time, yeah, right. Try they and check. Try it's again. weird that they check every thirteen years, but they do. They do. It, so, well, it's actually was the it was ruled unconstitutional. Ah, uh, um, that was believe it or not, it was a, it was a rare uh, Scalia decision where he sided with the liberal wing. Oh wow. That's interesting. He was very, very opposed to circumcision. You also had something I've never seen, which is a secular moil, which is simply just a guy who has a knife. Yeah, well, you know. If you have 10 bucks and you got a car, you no, can find a secular moil. He's a guy moil. With, a, with a bris. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, who where he got it, we don't know. Does it matter? Does it matter? It was, Probably not. It was made in South Korea. That's all we know. <laughs> uh, like all five products of the 1980s not made in America. So, um, I was also in Tom's River. I had turned, I was about to turn six years old. I want to say uh, that is, I had my first birthday party. We went to see Ghostbusters. So, I saw Ghostbusters mm. approximately two weeks from this date. And I remember it was watching the Olympics. Joys. Yeah. It was I, before it got ruined. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, come on. If someone took their child to that horrible remake, <laughs> people are going to think we're serious. We, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, but I do remember being very excited for it. I do remember that our dad had a gigantic Pontiac car that he fits me and five of my friends well, the, into. The, it, was a, it was a 1973 Pontiac Catalina. There you go. Two doors. <laughs> each but, one weighed about 600 pounds. Yeah. Each of those doors. And you probably were with us, too, because I saw there were seven, seven or eight of us in that car. No seatbelts, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, and Well, you know, it's, it's a bench seat. Yeah, and, and, but they still you know, have seatbelts. How big are six-year-olds? That's right? true. You know, we were small kids. You can fit a lot of them in there. And I got a He-Man's Castle Grey Skull. I remember that too. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, any predictions for what we might see on the on the on the uh, top forty? Because you're this. thirteen, so this is like your prime yeah. music, like buying and listening years. I, I'm I'm feeling confident. We'll hear some Prince. I'm feeling confident. We'll hear I, some. I, I'm going to say we hear three Prince songs. And and also, I mean, this is prime Hollow Notes. I, I, I think I, we're right at the tail end, though, aren't we? 84, 85 is like, I, they had a ton of hits. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, but. so we're going from Private Eyes into Big Boom Bop. Is that what it's called? Big Boom Bang? Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's alliterative. And then, and it's, or maybe it's H2O. It's one of those. I, I'm, I'm forgetting all, all I don't the know sequence. the order of the albums, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, Private Eyes is first out of all of those. Yes. So. Yeah, there's the ones they, they when they started self-producing. Yeah, um, when, they, when they use increasing amounts of... Uh, Compression and gated reverb. Yeah, gated reverb. Until gonna... until actually every every single note is staccato because the the gate is on full blast. Yeah, and what I and I do give them credit where they say uh, he, he, uh, them and Phil Collins both say like we became jokes because everybody copied us and so everyone thought that we were the imitators and I I, I have some I feel bad for them because I do think especially Hall notes don't get enough credit. That's true. But I think when I said we'll hear t three Prince songs, I think we'll hear at least two by Prince and one by another artist. Yeah. I think there's definitely Prince-written songs as well. So we're going to hit it. Um, we'll hear the intro from Casey, and we'll get into it. So this is still like the, the... Hello again, and welcome to American Top 40. My name's Casey Kasem, and we're about to count down the 40 biggest hits in the USA. These are the records you're buying and radio stations are playing all over America you're this buying. week, ranked by Billboard magazine. It's your fault. So here we go, starting with a recap of last week's oh, here Top we go. 3. At number 3 last week was Ghostbusters by Ray Parker. Oh, here we go, nailed it. The song at number 2 was Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And last week's number 1 smash was When Doves Cry by yeah, Prince. It's been at the top I'm for three weeks now. I feel like Does it hold at number one for another week? We'll find, we'll find out. out. Let the oh. countdown begin. Number 40. The solo hit by Robin Gibb appears to have peaked at number 37. That was last week. Well, now, Gibb. drops three notches. Here's Boys Do Fall in Love. 
The other thing I've noticed about that I've heard hundreds of these cases recently is his strange inflection. Robin Gibb on American Top expect. 40 at number 40, falling three notches, fourth boys, week in the yeah. countdown boys with Boys Do, do fall, fall in Love. Three songs debut in the Top 40 this week, and the three songs that fell out are these. The First Day of Summer by Tony Carey, Borderline by Madonna, and Time After Time by oh, Cindy Lauper. Oh, but, but now, now we're going to another here comes Cindy, Cindy again, yeah. replacing herself in the countdown the, with the her latest into female hit. Debuting at number yeah. 39, here's Cindy Lauper and Shiva. I do want to just shout out those songs, one I've never heard of, and two hits. And Borderline, great Madonna song. Yeah. But I think last of the Innocent songs. Yeah, I mean, like the rest are really Cindy the Madonna. Cindy on American Top 40. Yeah. She debuts this week Most at number 39 with Shibop. Coming Shibop. up is the latest hit right. produced by a man who's done something no other record producer has managed in the whole rock era. Oh, yeah. He's produced four number one hits in a single year Nobody by else talks four about the different rock acts. Era. Number Rogers. one by Nick Gilder, Exile, Blondie, and The Knack. The hits oh, from Exile, but Exile's a country band. Well, producers make money, Paul, you know that. <laughs> Butt Lang did both. Maybe it's Butt Lang. Did he produce that back album? Sounds, no more sticky arms sound or legs. When the summer sun, wind, and heat dry your skin. So this summer, restore softness to your skin with Soft Sense. Soft Sense. And what is it? Ocean? Soft if I had three minutes, I'd wish for straight A's. We got a late Kevin, note from the producer. Like yeah, I gotta make clear. tenderizing. Like 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 wow. Okay. So, one of the things you notice so far is there's still this hangover from the 70s here, both in the American Top 40 theme and in the commercial. Of like, there's just this slight disco kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. And, and the Moog synthesizers. Yes. We haven't quite moved into a full on Yamaha DX10 world. Exactly. Or DX7, I'm sorry. DX7 yeah. world. Explain to people what the DX7 is. I think this is, this is, this is a recurring the, theme the on the spot. It's the most popular uh, synthesizer of the mid to late 80s, and it used uh, a different sort of synthesis called FM synthesis. And so all the orchestra hits. All the boom, boom, uh, like you would hear in uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. Yes. Like once you are keyed into this to the stock sounds, like that that sort of tinkly electric piano sound that's in all like the soft R and B hits. Once you tuned in, you realize it was played on every goddamn record. Yep, it is ubiquitous. I mean, and that and that is no understatement because it was the first like it was like a fully contained synthesizer. It looks like a Casio tone, like a big Casio yeah. tone, but it, ha- it had many more sounds. Than what you had. It in looked like a consumer product that was a studio product, but it was and it was comparatively inexpensive. And you know, you pressed a button and you got something that finally sounded sort of like a realistic electric piano or realistic orchestra hit or or other sounds. Yeah, and within like the mix of a record, you could really you could work with it. Yeah, too. you layer it up. Yeah, and uh, and you got a lot of sounds. Out but of it. it's one of those things that. I don't know, 70% of these songs probably don't exist or, or exist very differently without it. Think of it as the auto-tune of the 80s. Once, yeah. it, once it was discovered and everyone figured out how to use it, it was on every record. Exactly. What a great-looking world it would be if everything fit like Lee Jeans. I don't think you would need surgical masks to fit like the Lee Jeans. We're coming to you from Hollywood. Holding at number 38, where they debuted last week, care where it's is coming the band to us formed in Boston back in 1981. And they're still based Boys there. Harry? Here's the group Face to Face, featuring oh. lead singer Laurie Sargent. Face their to song, Face. 1098. Not the punk band. No, no. 
That's right. That would be awesome. I don't know this song. With a hit song called Ten Nine. I don't know this Lori Sargent. Do we need to do some investigating? <laughs> we'll let this one go. All right. again this week. This is Casey on American Top Forty in Hollywood, and now Once we're again, up telling to us the latest hit produced by a care. man who's done what no other record producer has done in the entire rock era. This producer with the golden touch is Mike Chapman. Mike a man who was born Chapman. and raised in Australia and moved to Los Angeles in of the early seventies. Yes. At the what, what is about Australia just cranking out these freaking hit producers? Mike became the Lang's only producer to hit with number I think it is one singles the genre crossing. Different they, acts it's a little more compressed year. there, you know what I mean? That's, that's right. Between all. country, rock, and in pop. In each of these cases, the number one single was each act's first Like you would song. never We're talking be just strictly about in a genre there, I don't think. Hot Child hear. in the City by Nick Gilder. That's a great song. Kiss You oh, All yeah. Over by Exile. Heart of Glass oh, by Blondie. Oh, yeah. You're right, because that Exile song is a pop song with some country dressing. Yeah, yeah. For four different acts, and it's got a disco beat. It's four on the floor. A single year. That's so fascinating. And what's his secret? That knack well, record. I mean, that is one of the great things about that knack record is perfectly produced. Yeah. Improve on it. In his own words, I'm constantly influenced by what I'm listening to and always stealing people's ideas. Well, there you I go. take a great idea and put it to And like all use. Australians, he's End a criminal. <laughs> this week, the latest hit produced by Mike Chapman climbs three notches to number 37. Here's Scandal featuring Patty Smiles. Oh, the Warrior. Scandal. The warrior. Oh, no. Brilliant edit. Brilliant yeah, this edit. Guy, this guy gets it. Patty Smythe, the super producer, so I Mike believe Chapman. she was asked to join Van Halen following David Lee Roth. I've heard that, yeah. before Sandy Hagar. That would have been no, quite the, the turn. Continues. But it would have made sense. I think. Oh, yeah. Like, the way... Because those Sammy songs might as well be Power Ballads by a Woman. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. It's not like they knew his genius rhythm playing or whatever. But he can't drive 55. The Red Rocker can't do it. Conditioning won't weigh hair down. That's today's agreement. Contractually, he's by contract he may not drive 55. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you would have to. It's in his rider. There was brown M and M's, no 55. So he moved to Canada, where where he could just drive 100 km. Yeah, it was fine. Much. He wasn't violating. Actually, did move to Mexico. Okay, what's the difference between a little? Who knows? I don't know what it is. Do you know? I really don't know. He was in Montrose, right? Yeah, that's where he got started with Ronnie Montrose. And he was this is like that's right. It's Jamaican sure Doritos. No, but it, it's it's like police Jamaican. Well, right. You know, so white people scum. White white people. Not, but not even or even. Oh, you know that would be good though. You know Doritos with jerk chicken seasoning. Definitely. That's Patent a fucking that. good idea. Right. Send that in right now to the Frito. I'm gonna mail it to myself. <laughs> Get that copyright change. Billboard ranks them and AT40 counts them down. Well, we do. We discuss them. Here's the first hit song for a woman who was born oh. and raised in Oakland and currently lives in L.A. She's Sheila Escovito. Oh, yeah. Sheila. Sheila. Another, you said it would yeah, be Prince. another another Prince uh, written. Good chance he wrote this. He produced it. Yes. Oh yeah, it's because it's well. This is this is Prince's finger life. fingerprints all over it, so to speak. Well, yeah, and we now know just how much he recorded too and wrote. Oakland, like, I mean, we know the pops like the ones Every that week, charted. American but tons of other stuff. heard in the fifty states and around the world. And around the world, great radio oh, stations like where? KHBM, AM, and FM, Monticello, Arkansas. Oh, Thirteen yes. KELO, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hello. And seventy X, Launceston, Tasmania, Australia. Oh, Huey Lewis coming out by the way. The news. It's the fourth top forty hit from the album Sports. Yeah. The recent number one album. By Huey Lewis that that was a monster. It was a monster. Yeah, just this he just cranked it. them out. It's so unlikely. Yeah, but I, I had this record. 
I had it, yeah. Lewis My wife made me get rid of it on vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because with, if it, this uh, is the it. record holder we had, next, you could just see the, the Huey Lewis face where it was cool filed. Oh, yeah. She's like, it has to go. I can't look at Huey Lewis anymore. For the four crossover listeners to the Cyberbullies, you know that I bought Ken's throw pillows with Huey Lewis and the News Greatest Hits on them for Christmas. It's another another sticky fingers, but with like a classical uh, music themed ripoff. <laughs> I was waiting to see where that thing was gonna end. I wasn't sure you even knew. We need a theme. Let's let's turn to let's turn to Beethoven. He Paul, can't you, sue us. Let me ask you a question. When you think soft skin lotion, what do you think? What, when you, if you hear music, what do you hear in your head? Movements, orchestras. I Oboes. U- I usually hear Gregorian chant. Yeah. Why not? In Grandview, USA. What, what, what the fuck is this? For fun this summer, there's only one place to be. Grandview, USA. Rated R under 17. Oh, yeah, that's um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Patrick Swayze. Uh, oh, wow. They, I believe she inherits a racetrack. And he's like the hand or whatever that helps her run it, and then they fall in love. Oh, okay. This week is the first solo hit by the fast-talking former frontman and lead singer of the Jay Giles Band. Oh, Peter Wolf. Oh, Peter, Peter Wolf. Wolf. Coming in at number Very three. Lights Faye out. Dunaway. Lights out. Lights oh, out. Lights Out. Nice ball. Uh-huh. Dance, dance, dance. God, he... A, a man of no morals or conscience. And a man who really can't sing. Right. But he's brilliant. Yeah, he's like in the David Lee Ross school of like being charismatic and talking fast. Yeah. I'm not as good, obviously. But he was an influential DJ. Yeah, huge DJ in Boston. Still lives there. I don't think he's still married to Faye Dunaway, but he married a number of extremely attractive women. It almost got him run over by a locomotive. And this is what really distinguishes Casey Kasem from all the DJs is the research. Just the pure nonsense that he talks about. The first hit from the Go-Go's album talk show was Head Over Heels. It reached Mm. number 11. The follow-up climbs two notches this week to number 33. Here's Turn to You, the Go-Go's. I didn't realize it's even scraped the bottom of the charts. Yeah, that's also the magic of the top 40 is that there's just a lot of top 40 hits for bands you didn't know. Third week in the countdown, moving up two notches, that's... Turn to you by the Yeah, that's like five seconds before Belinda Carlisle leaves. Now on AT40, we're up to the song by a man whose insistence on recording in the same studio used by Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones nearly killed him. The artist who had this close call is Billy Squire, that hard rocking guitarist from Boston. Who else would it be? Here's his story. This is what turned him gay. Yeah, yeah, this is the the moment he used his career without a toilet. Say no. Billy argued with his record label that the only place to finish it was in Germany. Well, of course, Billy in Germany. that special sound created in the famous Musicland studios he in that special heroin. That's where the Rolling yeah. Stones have done a lot of recording. Well, Billy Squire persuaded his record company to send him to Germany, and off he went. <laughs> After a few weeks of recording in Munich, he took a break for a weekend Munich. of skiing in the Swiss So not, not Berlin. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Munich. When they pulled into the, home the of railroad music. station near the resort, Billy says he was stepping off the train when it began to move again. He lost his balance, stumbled across the narrow platform, and fell off it into the adjacent set of tracks. So this is not this is barely up, a story. He saw a locomotive bearing so you down. know, after he goes Just to like the hospital, the movies, what, says what he, he said to the nurse. Fear, and then snapped out of it and My dumb brain is cannot pull the, the titles enough to know. As the train rumbled by. Stroke me. Oh, of course. Okay. I thought it was going to be the other one. To repeat. What is this song going to be? That studio in Munich this is the one where he's running through the bedroom of the candles. Rock me tonight. 
Oh, Billy yeah. Squire's current hit, recorded incidentally it's in this New York. That's what I was saying, yeah. Is at number 32 on so, uh, top it's literally Here's the moment he disappeared from rock music. This is, for those, uh, Google it, or look it up on YouTube, but look, uh, without vocals. This video without vocals. Oh, yeah, the video without sound. It looks yeah. like the Dance in the Streets video with uh, Mick Jagger. But it famously, it quote unquote, ended his career because it was too gay. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not true that in his career, but no, I think it's apocryphal. Yeah, but it's also one of those stories that feels very true. You can watch the video. Get your volume with a gree. Agree with shampoo. I was like, I don't know what that is. Well, I mean, it was 84 because you really did not want your hair weighed down. It needed to be. Are you raping your hair? It's like, it won't disagree. Use agree. Like, it can't not be shampooed. I guess it's impossible for hair to give consent. This is a funny Again, topic. Uh, goddamn sticky fingers. But this is also, keep in mind, this is also when, um, like, the phony or the fake answering machine messages, like, nobody's home. There was a, that was a really, like, tried-to-do. It would sell these tapes on television for you to play into your answering machine because they're funny. Yeah. So that when someone would call with, you know, emergent news, they'd have to sit through that. There was a time, people, when you did not have the computer voice announcing your phone number. Nobody's home. Um... I'm calling with the We're test results. The you do have cancer. You know, we're on the way, number one. Sergio, Sergio Mendes. In the 80s. Not with Brazil 66. No. I'm trying to see if I remember this. I don't recall this at all. That actually sounded kind of familiar. But it also sounds like every other song. By oh, I by do Joe know Pizzuto. this song because it was saturated fourth, adult contemporary radio. Yeah, right. That's. Here's a solo I'm trying to think of being in our parents' car. Or shared the lead vocals on seven of the Eagles' 15 top 40 hits. He sang lead on "Take It Easy," "Peaceful Easy Feeling," that's "Already Gone," "Lion Eyes." So we're into uh, new kid in town and heartache tonight. Yeah, Miami Vice, Glenn Fry. This is Glenn Fry. Yeah. Road. Here's Don Henley album came out too, right? Right about this time, 85. Around that time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. I love, this is Glenn Fry, who is now in his 40s, yeah. uh, just being a creep. <laughs> yeah, but that's how many being songs are like this. Yeah. Christine's 16. Top 40 at, number 30, at least, you know, there's like 20 of those. They were in their 20s when they wrote that. <laughs> Casey Kasem, this is and not for nothing, that Glenn Frey song could have been the Sergio Mendes song. Yeah, like if you just switch those out, no one would know the difference. Except that uh, Sergio Mendes sings better. Right, I'm saying if you take the if you take the the vocals. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. See there. And this one lasts a long. Bridging time. over the. Oh, this is where you have your station break. Yeah, exactly. You come in. Okay, so, yellow. So, any surprises? Rocky Tuscaloosa. Anything you were surprised to hear or not hear so far? I know we're only in the, the top ten or bottom ten. The go-go surprised me, sir. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Sergio Mendez as well. I yeah, artist I wouldn't have expected to hear. That's a deep Glenn Fry too, I feel like. That's got to be like the fourth or fifth single, right? You know, but it turns up a lot of classic rock radio now. Hmm. It's one of those weird records that disappeared and came back. He must have been incredibly popular enough to, like, you could drive an album track, all, you know, into the charts without much effort. 
climbing seven notches with his first solo hit, here's the man who used to be the lead singer of the babies. 30-year-old oh, Englishman John ain't missing Wade. you at all. Missing you. John Wade. John Wade. I think also underrated. He has a number of hits with and without bands. That but English later yeah. on in the oh, 80s. Oh, God, that's a great. That's a perfect adult contemporary song. When I see you, so I saw them play. Yeah, Trenton State College. Yeah, why not? What do college kids love more than bad English and John Wade? Exactly. Oh. We built the city. Is it? Is it too early? Sarah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because that was in um, the other one's in Mannequin. Used to be in a band that played on a high school for free on campus. Like, what high school band gets played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get paid to play on campus. A group that he had. So I said, how am I going to do in English this year? And I'll let you know. End of quote. Oh. And that's how Craig Chikiso got into his first professional band. Well, I don't know. What? Wait, now, which track is this? Starship are at number 28 this week with No Way Out. From the movie No Way Out with Kevin Costner? That'd be too early. Too early. Wow. That's no a deep cut. Survey song number 28. But Paul, we got to hear that awesome story about Rick Chikizo in high school. A guy no one knows or cares about. He has the best research interns in radio. Is that, in 1984, yeah. Is that a good story if it's Mick Jagger? Like, do you know what I mean? Is it just as Rick Chikizo or is it just a bad story? No, it's just a terrible story. Okay, I just want to be sure. Because you're, you're, you're searching for significance, yeah. right? You're, you're bending over backwards for significance. I love when he does the thing where he'll list a bunch of things and then, and then be like, I'll tell you how they fit together. I want to hear this. Don't bring me another goddamn story about a high school band. Yeah, because you got to think. This is the thing about that outtake with him, is that he's in there for hours yeah. doing copy and, and, and line readings. It probably does drive you insane when you're saying the same things over and over. Like, this is another take on the same theme of the Lee Jeans. Yeah, yeah you're right. No way. I don't even know what that vocal is. What's that? That's know, the guy who does like the show openings, right? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Family matters. Exactly. It's that guy. Leon Redbone, right? Uh oh. Oh, I know what this is. Hard to rock and roll. Oh yes. So it's de descending the charts while the other one's ascending the charts. Yeah, they pass each other on the way through. The harder to rock and roll. You know, but Huey Lewis. Still can't say the word ass. Oh, Huey. I talk so much about him on the other podcast, I have nothing to say. Florida wants to know what act has held the number one spot for the most consecutive weeks. Well, that record is held by a group who strung three hits together to hold the number one spot for 14 consecutive weeks. The Beatles. I have details coming up. Since been broken, I know that. I think it's the Bee Gees. That's you're right. Okay. I mean, I'm not right. I, I don't know if I'm right. No, it sounds. It's a plausible answer. There are 18 male solo artists in this week's survey. Wow. Here's one of them. A man originally from Guyana, currently living in Barbados. Eddie Grant at number Eddie 26 Grant. for a second week. Wait. With Romancing the Stone. There was another oh. single. Yeah. <laughs> from the movie Romancing the Stone uh, I, with I Michael Douglas and Kathleen, uh, Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yes, I watched that. It was on like yes. every fucking day on he HBO this summer. Top 40, his second top 40 I, I miss those songs. The song that describes the plot of a movie. Yeah. Like Ghostbusters. Like it's just great. The first city had as a solo or at least describes like the premise. I didn't know we had another hit besides Electric Avenue. Like it hits a strong word. But. <laughs> well, top 40. 
No, you're right. Kelly Bryant of Tampa, Florida, wants to know which act has held the number one spot mm -hmm. for the most consecutive weeks in the rock era. Well, the, the rock era. No one else says that. With just one song. They put three of them together. Three number ones, one after another, occupying the number like one. You almost had you three. Or Elvis. One and, and two and three. <coughs> Could be Elvis. And here's 1964. How they, they began That's by the keeping their first American number one at the top for seven weeks. A song called I Want to Hold Your Hand. Yeah, it's the Dave Clark Five. that <laughs> fell out of the number one spot, they replaced Herman's Hermits. She Loves You, which held on for two more weeks. Uh, then no sooner had that song <laughs> dropped out than in came... Can't buy me love. I wouldn't have known the weeks. order, like which Adding songs. Up to 14 weeks no. at number one for none other. Which has now been Beatles. broken by and single songs. Answer, Kelly, the Beatles hold the record in the rock era for the most This is back in the day when you could not Google one. this answer. Yeah, you had you, you had to write into Casey Casey. Only case was to write into Casey Casey. And the thing is, you may never know. You wrote a letter in August and July of the next year. He answered it. Is this O'Sherry? Fifteenth top forty hit. No. Steve Perry and. She's mine. She's mine. I have to say, I am shocked by the amount of filler. That is a DX7. But this is just... Who plays yeah. guitar on that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Perry on American Top 40. He's at number 25 in the countdown this week, moving up four notches. Now, so much filler. I'm about to play you a couple of notes from three... Yeah, I expect this more hit. tune. Is it named this tune? Here we go. the only three Top 40 acts in chart history who have named themselves... After rodents, the chipmunks. Okay, chipmunks. We know that. That's how, that. That was three blind mice or something. No idea. Rat. That's rat. No, I know. I was just. I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah. Eighty-three. Coming up. The hits from coast to coast. Ah, wow. It's Ooh. here, bing, bing, the Sweet bing, bing, Sounds bing, bing, bing. Instant Winner Game. Oh, I thought, I thought like a synthesizer was here. I got excited. Nope, does. I thought maybe it was an Atari commercial. I did too. I was like getting excited. Memorex blank tape cassettes worth almost five dollars. This was probably the year we got our Memorex blank tape cassettes worth almost five dollars each. Five dollar cassettes in nineteen eighty four, which is what ten dollars today. That's ten dollars. That's eleven dollars today. Yeah. That, that puts no that puts it to the lie. Were prohibited by law. Home taping was not yet killing music. You would have to get the three for a dollar cassettes for that to happen. Yes, correct. Whoa, let the good times roll. Whoa. Michael Landau and Waddy Wachtel. No, Jamie Lee Curtis and C. Thomas Howell. I guarantee you Patrick Swayze is also in that. C. Thomas Howell, a man. Did Soul Man ruin his ruin his career? No. Blackface did not ruin his career. No. Ken, again, this is another recurrent third belief theme. We've talked about Blackface a lot. Um, this, might, this is also the year where Joey Lawrence on Nell performs in Blackface. Right, an Al Jolson song, right? Oh, Wang Chung. This is a fucking good song. I, I tell days does not get enough credit yeah. because of Wang Chung tonight, and that's stupidity of that. Yes. No, and and the uh, the soundtrack to Live and Die in L.A. is perfect. It is a perfect soundtrack, and it's yeah. all Wang Chung. And, and for that moment in L.A., right? Like oh, yeah. It just sounds... Top 40 yeah. and dance all days. This week falling from number 20 to 24. Yes, Patrick Swayze also down. in Grand View, USA. Okay. I'm not a fucking we're up to a hit song by one of only three You're recording Patrick Swayze maniac. Who have a Swayze act. And, who have and Jennifer Jason Lee. After a rodent. 
Rodents are that zoological category that includes <laughs> rabbits, beavers, and moose. And here's Somebody hand that man the, Britan the Encyclopedia of Britannica. Ever to hit the chart. Is he just an empty vessel, though? Do you think he knows anything? <laughs> or, like, you he took case of case of the trivia. None of this. He knows none of this. It's not his job to know. But do you think, like, he'd know music trivia? He maybe he retains it after he had to learn it for the show. Chipmunk song by the Chipmunks with David Seville. A year later, this song was a hit. I've never heard this. But I wasn't alive then either. 1959, the novelty record called Uh-Oh, Part 2 by the second act in chart history to be named for a rodent, the Nutty Squirrel. Oh, the boy. Nutty Squirrel. Not to be confused with the Squirrel Nut Zippers. No, no, no. But what's insane is anything could have been a top 10 hit in 1959. It's bedlam. There are no rules. Those are both top 10 hits. In 19, no, I mean, in 1959, a top 10 hit, I mean, basically all you need to do is fold up a 20 inside a record. I know, but even so, and be white. But other than that. But it was the rat they told us for whom they named themselves. At number 23 this week. What was the last, like, novelty record? Los Angeles called Rat. That you remember being, you know, like in the truest sense of the, wor of the word. I can't think of, like, it feels like it's been forever. You know, it depends on what you consider it, but yeah. I mean, what is, like, Mambo number five? Is that a novelty record or not? No, because it's not capitalizing on Mambo. Because if, if Mambo was popular, I would say yes. All right. John Stamos for Neat Hair Remover. John Stamos don't like his lady's hair. Jesus. Hey, girls. What about you? Sure do. How about you? What about the other one? How about you two? Why don't you get my car? Is he famous enough for this in 1984? Apparently, yes. Because this is pre-full house. Yeah. I guess he was on soap operas. So probably enough to like... Stamos will only... Only American play a landing strip. States and around the world every week on great radio stations like WJRI, Lenore, North Carolina, KRIB, Mason City, the slow 14, fade in. Yeah, it was Iowa, like. And 94 WKTI, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And not a lot of soundtracks. I thought there'd be more soundtracks. Well, there we go. This is Michael Sambello. Kenny Loggins. I don't know. Kenny Loggins. The king of the soundtrack. That's a shit. That, we really hit the wrong week in 1984. Yeah. These are all like the deep cuts from popular albums, and these suck. Kenny Loggins owes his career, his 80s career, to the DX7. He owes it to Messina, who fucking left. He was doing shit with him. It's like Garfunkel. Yes, I would like. I would. I would pay to see Garfunkel and Messina. Yeah, yeah. Messina is new wave Garfunkel. I'm Casey Kasem, counting them down. From Birmingham, England, here are Andy, Roger, John, Nick, and oh, Simon. Duran Duran. Oh, yeah. The Reflex. The Reflex. And he had nothing witty to say about this. I feel like I'm going to say this for all these bands from the mid-80s. Because of the electronic nature, they don't get enough credit as bands, but right. They're great bands. Oh, yeah. Improved by all of their spinoff bands. The Power Station. Oh, they're great. Now we're up to our long-distance dedication. Yes. It's from a girl in Maryville, Tennessee. She has a greeting for someone who's been a big inspiration in her life. Here's what she writes. Please be Jesus. Dear Casey, some may think the dedication I'm attempting is a little far-fetched, for little it's far -fetched. to the hottest singing sensation on any chart today, oh. Michael Jackson. 
But it seems only natural for me to show my appreciation with a song to the one person who's given me the most encouragement I've ever known. You see, my father was killed when I was five. My mother died when I was nine. And having no place for my brothers and sisters and I to go together, we were separated. I was placed with my grandmother. Most grandmothers shower their grandchildren. My sister with was love. awarded to Prince. My and my other sister She's was awarded to Michael Jackson. Finds it hard to the say I love to anyone. So now that I'm a teenager, I've had to face all the choices of growing up alone. At times, it's more than difficult. But what most people find in a family, I've found it's in an album. It's very difficult. Thriller. Each song presented meaning to me at one time or another. The girl was mine. PYT, Beat It, <laughs> Billie Jean, and all the rest. My most recent I want to hear her individual interpretations of each song. <laughs> what are your interpretation of Billy G? Yeah, I want to hear PYT. Drift away yeah. with Michael and one I want to know. Dreams of being somebody someday. It is, gives is, me unknown is, strength is to carry the baby on his? and not give up on my hopes and dreams. I sometimes is she a singer? That's what I want to hear. After reading all the gossip sheets and their stories, all the gossip Michael, sheets. If he too is lonely. Who called if them the gossip sheets in 1984? What, like, 14-year-old girl called them really the gossip sheets? <laughs> well, no, but, you know. I wonder if they definitely rewrite the letters. I, I think do. that's an ongoing theme. So, Casey, will you please play? <laughs> You're written by, like, a 55-year-old uh, guy who used to work on the, on the show of shows. Yeah, he's on KNBC he or whatever now. Me and keeps me shooting for those stars that are so unattainable. Essentially an old Jew. And someone to look up to. Signed, he was Nancy. Milton Berle's fluffer. Can I just say, like, Nancy oh, Lionel Richie? So she dedicates a Lionel Richie song to Michael Jackson. Well, it'd been weird to dedicate a. Earlier this year, that's she just wanted. Would it be? Well, she just wanted to say hello. A long distance dedication. They're sometimes so literal. Indeed, she says keeps giving her hope and encouragement with his music. Mm, I, that's Jason what they call it these days, this is hope and encouragement. Boy, I want to track down Nancy. Okay, we're going to go into the longer one. break here. We'll continue right. in a moment. So once again, I, I do feel like we're live at XYTZX Tasmania. <laughs> I'm, I Again, I feel Goodbye. like we're getting the dregs. We're getting the dregs. I, no, there's dregs every week. No, yes. but but Paul, I think about 1984. The artists we're talking about. Yeah, we've had Kenny Loggins. Well, this is the thing. We've had though, the Go Go's. Is that they were so big they could push a shit song at the bottom of the charts. I know, but that's the thing. But and we're not getting even like the second or third hit off. The, we're getting like the fifth track. And, and did these songs have videos? Even some of them did. Like, they must have. Uh, I think Sexy they all Girl do. did. Uh, Romancing I, the Stone definitely did. It it's just, the, it's it's just the movie. the yeah. <laughs> with with Eddie Grant. Yeah, he just pops. It would be really great if if they if. It's we one of those where they like put him into the movie and he's wearing like the outfits. <laughs> he's like a tour guide or something. Oh, poor Eddie Grant. He's probably extremely talented. We're to the third hour now, just so you know. Yeah, we're saving we're already so three much quarters time. through or halfway through. Oh, yes. All right. Here's a monster hit, finally. Yeah. Or maybe Salad, because they spelled it with an E. Then they decided they liked the last name of their guitarist and drummer better. Brothers Eddie and Alex Van Halen. And Van Halen they became. They move up a notch this week with their current hit from the album 19. And upon saying the words, they were formed. <laughs> Reach down between my legs. What a cigarette fucked a drumstick. He's the seed pack. Number 20, moving up a notch, fifth week in the countdown with Panama. In the rock era, more than acts from our good neighbor yeah. to the north, Canada, cut off the his top breath. 40. Eight of those acts have come from the city of Montreal. Andy Kim, 
Gino Vanelli, Fran Jolie, Aldo Nova, <laughs> Aldo April Nova. Wine, The Bells, Men Without Hats, and the 23-year-old singer and songwriter who Corey was born, Hart. raised, and still lives in Montreal. He's Corey Hart. Yeah. I did not know he was from, 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 from Montreal. I knew he was oh, Canadian. Yeah, I didn't know he was from Montreal. I did not know he was from did not know he was Quebecois. Quebecois. We don't know. We don't know how he feels about uh, Quebec separatism. No, you could say he's a Quebecer. Yeah, there you go. That's different. He moves from number 25 to 19. Six notches, sixth week in the countdown. As the countdown rolls on. Yeah, that's a monster song, too. And you see, the thing is, though, he's not coast to coast. He's everywhere. Tommy Two-Tone. Tommy Two-Tone. 8675309 no, Jenny. No, I know. I'm trying to Is it a commercial for Tommy? It's a commercial <laughs> for for Dr. Pepper, but it's Tommy Two Tone. Writing a song. Oh, they did a shit job. Well, I know. expect more out of Tommy. He only has two tones. Like he already used one of them. Yeah, Dr. Pepper and phone numbers. <laughs> Touch tone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well played. Oh, Lee Jeans hammering it this week. This is why people hated radio. Still do. I mean, it's why people still hate radio, I would say. These are at least somewhat better. And, and you have to understand, these commercials were actually pressed onto the record. Yeah. Once that a week with AT40, annoying. you know how your favorite songs Horny. are doing across the nation. Like the current solo hit by soul star Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. Peebo's first appearance in the top 40 as a solo singer. Oh. His song Where does the name Peebo come 18. from? If and what band was he in before going again, solo? Peebo Bryson. Uh, I got nothing. Peebo and the Brysons? <laughs> P. Boston? <laughs> it's him and Brad Delph. P. Bon Jovi, <laughs> Sambora, Tico Torres, Pebo. No, we all know it. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. P-Box Gags. When they started playing, the audience started leaving. And they didn't know why. <laughs> it's a real fucking cliffhanger, so, isn't it? But here's the it's thing. like Murder, She Wrote. I doubt they were a top rock act at the time. It's, it's, oh, you think, Paul, you think you cracked this one? <laughs> Becoming a top rock act isn't easy. Fall in love with a rich one. Sure. Exquisitely rich I, I agree. That's what he sang. Custard style. Now with extra eggs. I'm, I'm looking at this romantic that's done so many good. I, I have to know more about it. It's driving me insane. American. Oh, it, and they put it on. He put it on his own album too. So not always the case. Billboard ranks him and AT40 counts him down. Counts him down. She's 26 years old and has hit the top 40 four times. First with her number two, Spanish Gloria. Then nope. the top ten hits. Uh, Laura Branigan. Branigan. Yeah. How am I supposed to live without you? I think she's dead, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Totally dead. Four, <laughs> she totally disappeared. Well, she died young. I mean, yeah, she, yeah. She, you know, she's born like 59. I would say younger. I would say late 40s. Yeah. The oh. title song from the LP, That's a great. This is a monster. Yeah. And those are good songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you have to go to just a pure pop, like, she's good. I don't know if she wrote them, but they're good. the latest hit by a popular band who recently learned something the hard way. That being a headline act at a big outdoor About chlamydia. isn't always a good spot to be in. 
Just a few weeks ago, the very popular band from Boston called The Cars played in the gold country of Northern oh California at the Mountain Air Festival. It was a concert attended by more than 25,000 So people. he said it like so the word is mountain air, like, like someone who resides on a mountain. Like a mountaineer. Yeah. No, but like a mountaineer, like a millionaire. That's right. <laughs> I am a mountaineer. I am a mountaineer. I live upon the mountain. <laughs> Welcome to my festival. I have personally hired Eddie Grant to play me romancing this though. This is a follow-up to the Yes Festival. What was going on? Was their music that bad? Yes. Well, the cars later discovered that the people were leaving because at last year's Mountain Air Festival, a massive traffic jam developed on the small country roads leading away from the concert site. And so as soon as a few people started leaving... He just learned there was a tornado so behind them. Be stuck for hours on the this is pretty much the end of the cars here, too. 80, 45, 86. Well, Heartbeat City. Yeah, that's this one, right? 84? Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the big one. And one more album after this. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. You might think. Yeah. This is uh, er, this Breakthrough is Video. And a Mutt Lang production. Really? Yeah, this is a Mutt Lang production. Wow. That is disappointing, actually. I mean, listen to it. I know, there's, but there's 2,000 guitars. <laughs> that, oh, boy. All compressed. I like the cars, too. That is... I mean, obviously, I like the 78 to, like, 82 version better. But. Well, like, the more stripped down rather than the big, well, yeah, like, huge. that fucking, uh, there's a, the, the great Elliot Houston solo on, um, oh, my God. It, it just, like, comes out of nowhere in that song. <laughs> I fucking can't even think of the name of the song now. God damn it. All right, so Eddie Grant. So the song is not in the movie at all except for one guitar solo. So basically not in the movie. It got cut out. Um, features the lyrics, I have found a love. I have found a love so precious, like an emerald so bold. It's a firelight escaping from the jeweler's hold. Well, I mean, that, that matches the plot of the movie. The romance right? in the stars. Yeah. yeah. They are fucking pounding this. Well, C. Thomas Howell is pounding Jimmy Lee Curtis. Paul, when they get together, things start happening. Yeah, That's the pounding. Yeah. They describe the plot of every movie. Two people get together and things start happening. Except for maybe Castaway. Yeah, well, or W does Dallas. It was more than two. Yeah, I would say at least two. I guess is maybe worth getting at. A, a, a minimum. Well, unless it's a Spalding Gray movie, right? Monologists are accepted yeah. from this. Every week, American Top 40 is heard in the 50 states and around the world on great radio stations like WABB AM 1480 and FM 97, Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, okay. Alabama. Back when you could listen on AM to music. And yeah. ERT2, Thessaloniki, Greece. Up Thessaloniki, Greece. 15, here's Lionel Richie and Stuck on You. See what I mean? We're getting even the shitty Lana Richie songs. But it, this was a big hit, though. Was it? Yeah, it was a big oh, hit. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was a big, it was a huge Four hit. And he just cranked him out off this that's, album. See, to me, that's an adult contemporary number one. But it not, is. A, not a, a, no, a top 15. Can't slow down. No, he could not slow down. Because he was dancing on the ceiling. Get off the fucking ceiling, Lionel. Done with your shit. I'm surprised he didn't make something of the paradox. You know, the fact that there's three of them, but they're the twins. Well, we're not done yet. some Tibetan monks in the Himalayas. And Joe Leeway moved to Berlin. He wouldn't say why. He only said he did it for, quote, romantic reasons. Romantic reasons. He was trying to fight Billy Squire. 
This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it is like the definition of lore, right? Just like filler. It just gets us from one thing to another. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, in morning radio, I mean, they still do it now, but for morning radio back then, you could get faxed in a sheet every morning full of this filler nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's... A listener in Indiana Here we wants go. to know, have any foreign recording acts ever hit number one on the soul chart? Wants to know. You bet. What, what is a melee camp? was Paul from Canada, and the most recent foreign act to hit number one on the soul chart was Paul from England. Details oh. coming up. It's the McCartney-Jackson song. I would hope. Yeah, but who's American Paul from Canada? I'm Casey Kasem. Calm That's them a down. question. Yeah. Here's a man who was with the Edgar Winter Group in the early 1970s, then went on to become a solo artist and a producer, Wait. working with acts like 38 what? Special, Foghat, The Average White Band, and Neil Sedaka. He's in the survey now with a song he wrote and co-produced for himself. Here's Dan Hartman. Dan Hartman? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And he was in the closet. Yes. He was way closeted. Because yes. you know how I know this? The last time I saw you, we talked about how Dan Hartman <laughs> killed himself because he was in the closet. Oh, oh right. boy! But yeah, American and worked with all these like yeah, classic rock. Yeah, and like had a, like a real long career as a session player and a songwriter. Streets of Fire LP. Oh, Streets of Fire. Now let's answer that question about number one Paul songs on the soul chart. Sharon Federson of Bristol, chart. Indiana, wants to know if any foreign recording acts have hit Canada. number one on the American soul chart. Well, foreign acts do occasionally hit the soul chart, and finally yeah, we know that already. All Casey. the way to number one. The first Skip of them to it. in 1957 was a Canadian. Paul Anka, who hit number Paul one on the Anka. It, it all comes back around. When I slice, Cuban I slice like a fucking hammer. He's a hothead for a Canadian. Yeah, really. He liked things then, the way he liked them. Years later, in 68, South African yeah, if, if you haven't heard that tape, please go find it. In 1975, a man from Jamaica, Carl Douglas, hit number one on the soul chart. Oh, Kung Fu Fighting. Kung Fu yeah, I can't remember and that. Most recently, Jamaican. Englishman and former Beatle Paul McCartney made it to number one soul with some help from his friend Michael Jackson. They're number Such one garbage. The <laughs> I know. This is the schmaltz period of like Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney, like just total garbage. Have hit number one on the soul chart. I'm actually Paul surprised. Anka, Only five foreign acts. Carl Douglas yeah. and Paul McCartney. You would think you'd there'd be more. I like, mean, that, that would change, right? Like, but, but that didn't really shape up until the like late '80s, early '90s. Like your Terrence Trent Darby's. You know, there is like that kind of second wave, or I guess third wave, even of like black soul artists there. Oh, Almost yeah. Paradise. That's a fucking huge Mike song. Reno yeah. and Mike Reno. Mike Reno. Lover Boy. Oh, I was like, is he a porn star? Also Canadian. Also Canadian. The great city of Vancouver. Vancouver. Mike Reno and Lover Boy. Mm. Also Mutt Lang? Domo Arigato. Domo Arigato Per Plus. Oh, this is like they're just mashing everything together. <laughs> yeah, it's like new wave. But you know, there's just like one studio in in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, just turns to just shit a guy. Out. There's one guy. He writes all this shit. He's got the best studio musicians in all of Texas, and they come in every day and just. What are they advertising? I don't know. Plymouth Duster. 
One. You can, they still had a Plymouth Duster in 1984. Yes. So our grandfather I, yes. had like a 1974 Plymouth Duster <laughs> did. that always smelled man. like rotten vegetables. <laughs> and it had like the little, it still had the little cartoon of the tornado on the back, yep. though. That's how I, yeah, that's all I remember about it. But a very loud turn signal. Duster! Plymouth Duster! Yeah, but they were doing it like, not quite that B-52s, but. Yeah, but more Sydney Lopper. Yes. It's more like She-Bob. Yeah, you were more like V-52. No. You were Cindy Wilson. Uh, no one's ever going to accuse me of, of, of being a, a great uh, a mimic of, of songwriters or performers. Get in my duster. We're getting closer and closer. We're going to the love shack. It's as small as a fish. Oh, yes. Breaking. <laughs> what are they going to call it? What are they going to call it, Casey? They climb two notches with breaking. There's no stopping us. Ollie oh, yeah. Oh, this is a great song. Yeah, indeed. Ollie and Jerry on American Ollie Top and 40, Jerry. From Just two producers, probably, who put their name on it. Now, not Stan and Ollie. No. no stopping us. They were, they were the, the prequel to Breaking. By the Pointer Sisters, who say success has brought them a lot. See, I, yeah, yeah, Pointer Sisters, I felt confident would be there. Priorities on what means the most to them. Mm-hmm. Anita Pointer told us, "Quote: Money is important, but self." <laughs> Anita Pointer will get one. Definitely more important. I don't do anything. <laughs> Come on, for money. that's money a Paul Reese with no joke if I ever heard one. Makes you able to travel and buy nice clothes. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, this album's a monster. Absolute club banger. This one, so good. You, oh fuck! Here they deserved it too. And they, they parlayed this into a commercial, as I recall. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. For my love. Let's hear the edit. How they could do this? Well, not his best. I think he has an algorithm. I mean, I think if it works, it works. But yeah. but they were like a disco act that really managed to break through as pop. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't hear any Sister Sledge on here, you know what I mean? But the fucking Pointer Sisters came through. Oh, you, you would hear Sister Sledge just a year or two earlier. But yeah, that's what I'm talking, though. Like, they cross over. But I'm saying when they were still... They did better, I would say. 65 degrees in downtown Dallas. You're listening to... Yeah, we need... I'm, for the next one, I'm going to track down who plays this. Who's the studio musicians who do this theme? Okay. This is information I need. I swear, I bet you that's that fucking studio in Texas. It's a guy. All the liners yeah. and all the shit for all every radio station on earth. That's got to be the greatest gig. Just figure that out and just, just churn it out. It's like the out. Brill Building, right? Yeah, exactly. But for filler now, content, somebody has to do it, man. Yeah. In the USA. I'm Casey Kasem. This is American Top 40, and we're on our way to the number so one So basically, it's the top the of the hour now. Oh, we're in top ten now. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I knew this would be on. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, a decent amount of diversity, not tons. Yeah. They said 19 male solo artists, but some of them were were African American. So it's only half. We had a Latino guy. Well, someone could be male groups too. Yeah. Um, but we've heard four. Fair amount, of, fair amount of R&B, plus some like hard rock slash heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, a lot of cross section. Yeah, well, that's just when that's when really heavy metal started to cross over for real. Yes. Like Quiet Riot, Rat. We're counting down to the top album act of the Yeah, we had like Sheila E. We had Cindy Lauper. Act in history who's had two albums debut on the album chart at number one. Details and his current Eagles? hit single. Top are album act. I, I would think it was the Eagles, but there's no Eagles in '84. 
ZZ Top is at number eight again this week. Fourth week in the top ten with their current. This had to be a total surprise at the time. Oh yeah, but did anybody think this was happening? But they, it was definitely designed to happen. Like this was a definitive. It was a definitive decision by management. No, they They went pop for sure on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I mean the videos too, right? Yeah. Like somebody at the record company knew what they were doing, and probably gave when you guys at MTV a lot of coke. And you rarely pointed out this is their hard rock breaking through, so they're like, we can do this. Well, because they used the the synth bass. Stevie Wonder. It's got to be Stevie Wonder. Seven of those went all the way to the top. Those number one albums are Honky Chateau. Don't shoot Elton me, John. The piano oh, wow. Yellow Brick Road, 19 albums in the decade? Hits and two albums which debuted on the Holy album shit. Number one, Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy and Rock of the Westies. That total of seven number one He could have said anything. That was ultimately yeah. just gibberish. Elton John, the top album now, the is this I'm Still Standing? Elton's in the countdown this week. No. Oh, yeah. Sad songs. Famously sold to Sasson Jeans. Yes, that's right. Sasson. Say so, so much. Say so much. We're going to drop in some of these because, commercials. Because Elton John never had enough money for Coke. Yeah. Famously a record buyer, though. He would he would uh, go in early to Tower Records in L.A. Before the store opened, he would just buy like hundreds and hundreds of records. Whatever came out new that week, he'd buy everything. From a wife to her husband. Yes. Yes. Now, who's the Air Force captain? See, that's the twist here is that 1984, female Air Force captain. Or maybe it's airline captain. American Top 40 is heard in the 50 states and around the world every week on great radio stations like WFJA 105.5 what is FM, this song? Sanford, North Carolina, KORT, Grangeville, Idaho, and Hit great Radio 103, KHTR. I thought it was Joe Jackson for a minute, but it's not. Up four notches to number six, here's superstar Rod Stewart. Oh, Rod Stewart, infatuation. Oh, oh this is. Oh, yeah. God, fucking Rod. Is there anything? Talk about novelty songs. And this was a big fucking hit, too. But it was a big video. I know. He was really brilliant with the videos. You're just a lot of TNA, basically. Yeah, but as I mean, like, he... Well, he famously was on Women, too. That first year of MTV, he was one of the few artists with videos, so he was on every hour for for different songs. He had made across, you know, the whole album, whatever that was, 81. Do you think I'm sexy? Probably. from a woman, a captain in the U.S. Air Force. And here's what she writes. Women's lib. Dear Casey. After completing Air Force training school, I arrived at a base in West Germany in the fall of 1980. I was looking I met a guy arriving for Billy at the Squire. Same time. A year later, <laughs> but we he had was a in Munich. Wedding in my hometown, complete <laughs> but I did record Swiss Alps. Who recorded it? Our lives continue. So I commandeered a railroad car. <laughs> the Air Force in Europe presents lots of challenges and opportunities to excel. In the next I year, told him that I loved his work. Every in, uh, the was put in front of him, and that's what's the fucking movie. He earned himself quite a reputation Everybody on the base for being a good stick, lingo among the fighter community for a good pilot. He was also among the few selected to represent our wing for special assignments. Everyone on base liked and respected him. We were both enjoying his career success and all the other opportunities that living in Europe offered. We often thought our situation was too good to be true. It was. It was. In April what of a 1983, twist. Oh, God. he was in a horrible one-car accident that would have left anyone else dead. He missed a curve. His car became airborne, crashed the into autobahn. two trees, and broke fun, in half fun, on fun. impact. 
I'm the Autobahn. flew 60 feet with the seat taking the brunt of he the impact. Threw, he seat flew right. 60 feet. Was it an ejector seat? See the movie Top Secret? German doctors saved his arm that night, and he spent two weeks in a German American doctors, but they had to it. We but Paul, wait, wait, they had to give him a Nazi arm. Military hospital. He's now in one it's of Dr. our Strange military Love. hospitals back in the States, where the doctors hope they'll eventually restore near-normal use of his badly damaged left arm. It's been a long road of surgeries. And in the meantime, he's joined Def Leppard. <laughs> Ooh, I guess I got something to tell him. <laughs> cared about, me and flying. I never dared question the order of importance. It's been a long time since we saw each other. Is that the order of operations? I'm not sure PEMDAS? we'll be together again. But across the Atlantic Ocean, I'd like to tell him I still love him. And he still flies high with me. But he can never so touch you. Because would telephones you did not reach across the ocean in 1984. No, you could not reach out and West touch Germany. someone. He went, she wanted to send a song, asshole. Give her some credit. <laughs> Just put the phone up to the, to the stereo. He doesn't want to hear Kraftwerk or Nana. Or Falco. That's all I got. I know he's Austrian. Trio. Oh, there you go. See? Scorpions. More, uh, more Lionel Richie. Well, yeah, Commodores, but Lionel Richie. Still a long I, that's why I hate the dedications, but love them. In the Air Force in West Germany to her husband, Gary, in a hospital in Maryland. <laughs> and the countdown continues on American The Gary's stupid arm. How long is he going to be in that hospital? What fucking car was he in? How, how long did it take her letter to reach... Casey in Hollywood from West Germany. Yeah, it's a good point. I just want to know how his, his seat went 60 feet in any direction, up or out. Like, what do you have to do? Like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, how does the car have to be, hit something? <laughs> it, it, it feels like a crash test dummy situation. Right, because you have to go, like, in some direction where going through the car doesn't kill you. Because he's still in the seat. He was driving a Volkswagen thing. So there's nothing in his way. Yeah. Probably he was with a duster. This is for the movie. Oh, okay. Making love in the back of my car. Steely man of action. Yeah. Steely man of action. Steely Dan of action. I don't know. I don't think Walter Becker was a great for USA. I, I could be wrong, though. He didn't have much going on in 84. It's after Gaucho. Is it a movie about cocaine and martinis? Or? After two weeks at number four, Billy Idol eyes without a face. Yeah. From his album Rebel Yell, his song is I Eyes Without Rebel a face. Yell? Yeah, right? It, he makes the weirdest choices. This is case of native... Natively born in the United States. No, yeah, he's making choices. A native speaker of English. Yes, these are intentional. He's not just not knowing. Eyes without a face. Four years ago, at a concert at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, a rock and roll superstar stepped to the microphone and forgot the words to his most popular song. But 13,000 fans came to the rescue. That story and this superstar's. There's no story. You told us the story. Was it Iggy Pop? Ann Arbor's greatest Ann Arbor, yeah. There's got to be somebody else at Ann Arbor, right? Originates in Hollywood. I mean, Detroit had a lot of people. I mean, this has to be Prince-related. On the album chart at number 17. This week it shot to number 7. A song from that album moves up two notches in our countdown to number 4. This is a weird album. Jackson's with lead vocals by Michael Jackson and special guest Legacy. It's State of Shock. State of Shock. But with that drum sound, listen to that. 
that is so dated. That's yeah. a good edit too. That's a great edit. Yeah. <laughs> but that that, that yeah. Yeah. there is no reverberation. Yeah. Now nothing. Now Silence. That was impressive. Who once forgot the he willed that song to number four. Song. Yeah. Now an actor forgetting his lines or a it's a terrible song. Great. That's what I mean. Like that's the worst song we've heard. Got me on your knees. I'd rather hear Please, baby, please. Oh. Happened back in 1980 at the start of Bruce's massive worldwide year-long tour to promote his album The River. The tour opened on October 3rd. Such an upbeat arena record. The River. Bruce had them dancing in the aisles. The show with his most popular song. And he forgot the words. Now, an experienced performer. I'm assuming Born to Run. That's what I'm assuming. It's absolutely frustrating. Bruce said, "Quote: I knew it was going to happen because backstage, I just listened to the song about ten times, trying to remember the words, but my mind just went blank. All of a sudden, though, I heard the words in the back of my head. Then I realized, you think fucking little Steven would just step up or somebody? There's 18 guys in the E Street Band. Now one of them thought to sing the song. Max is yelling at him, throwing sticks. That is fucking wild. Literally, how many guys are in that band? 12. I mean, that said. The, 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 the cane to the lyrics, the meter is, is bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. And but but it's also he he doesn't have to sing it. When he forgot I mean, those words, the sounds not gonna be very good there. He's a suicide machine. What are you? What are you? Are you a comic of the eighties? What just happened? I think. I bet there's a, yeah, let me do Springsteen with a mouthful of marbles. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me do my Nicholson. Christopher Walken. <laughs> no, that see that didn't happen to later. Job. That didn't happen to later. Up next, the two biggest hits in the USA. Well, we know what they are. Both from yeah, Purple Rain. This is really a height, I think, of soundtrack hit songs. Singles, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just guessing, but I'll bet not one of you said. Hebrew Springsteen is that anything? <laughs> At least I. I love wearing I a maxi pad. But I've just discovered a new maxi. I mean, if, I, if you're giving me a choice of pads, we're going mini, regular, or maxi. I'm going maxi See, every time. Oh, yeah. It's really different. It's a new maxi that's not like anything I've ever used. Because it's covered with this sort of silky material they call dryweed. Covered with eggs. It's covered with caterpillar eggs. Keep it away from me. So I feel drier than I ever oh, thought I could. Okay. What I mean is. Oh, okay. Wait, go on. Please explain. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I thought we were done. I wonder, I wonder, does the AT40 audience skew female? I would think it would have to. You would kind of get the sense, I guess, because I mean, it's it's schmaltzy. Yo play jeans, Plymouth Duster. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, the famous... Women, Great for your USA. Love a duster. You'd be like, that's not what I heard. You could have a rabbit converter. Convertible? <laughs> I want a rabbit converter. If you're giving me a choice between rabbit convertible and rabbit converter, you could have a $5 Memorex cassette or a duster. Yeah. That's a good point. Because I'll tell you this the duster's not playing that tape. No. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. But not void, we're not prohibited. Not void, we're prohibited by practice. Up a notch to number two is the current hit by Ray Parker Jr. Biggest hit of his career. No, actually, to be fair, he did have a couple solo albums, right? But 
more actually a studio artist. Like, how did they choose Ray Parker Jr. to be this to do this song too? Like, where did that? How did that happen? Top Forty, the singer born and raised in Detroit, singing a song from the. If I recall correctly, he was working on the soundtrack as a producer writer, and then he was like, "I'll just perform this." And then it went song in the USA. Let's check out the because he did a ton of studio work. He was like pretty guitar player and singer. Is Angel in Disguise by Earl Thomas Conley? Yeah, who else? Number one on the album. Famous assassin. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. And once again, oh, the wow. dance and disco chart, the soul chart, dance and, and disco the chart are all topped off by the same artist. He's the man who's just made his feature film debut in the new movie called Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Oh, and yes. a song from that What do we think it is? is it the Let's top go of crazy. Is it Purple Rain? The number one song in America is When Doves Cry. When Doves oh, Cry. Nice. There we go. There we go. Yes. And what I think is fascinating about this is that song somehow manages to be all the things we've heard, but also better. Like it does yeah. all the things. Right. Like rock all, music, all, all R&B, the, all funk, the trends of the time. Production. Too. The production. Yeah. And it, but it sounds great. It doesn't sound cheesy or like overproduced or generic because it's not overproduced. Right. Right. But you know what I mean. Like it manages to sound like everything because there's nothing in there that shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's not covering up anything. In fact, it's stretched way down. Right. So it's sort of like new wave in that way. Yeah, it's a brilliant way to like do that kind of music. He is like he's like the anti Mutt Lang. Yeah, that's right. Well, because he only needs prints, right? Like you don't need eight guitar players in your prints or overdubs. You know, a thousand overdubs. Executive producer Tom Rom. Producer Don Bastian. Gotta have the credit. Gotta have Tom Rom. Meryl Schindler, so famously a food critic um, in LA. Really? Yeah. Is it the same guy? I believe so. You know, another Meryl Schindler who's on radio? Join me next week, and again, we'll count down the 40 most popular songs in the USA. Till then, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. There it is. Thank you, Casey. That could be a title, too. It could be. It's a lobbyist. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt. So what did we learn? Yeah, what did we learn this week, Paul? Good. Lessons. All right. We learned that uh, I think that Gated Reverb was starting to reach its pinnacle. Yeah. Um, we learned that Fred Schneider has a Plymouth Duster. I was surprised there was no hollow notes. Yeah, that was shocking. But it's clearly clearly on their decline or just off cycle. Yeah, I think we hit off cycle because they put out basically an, an album a year for like four or five years. Like yeah. they did the really old school model, like clear, uh, Credence model. You know, and then when they ran out, out of ideas, they, they uh, did Motown covers. Yeah, well, they loved it. Or they yeah. did Philly sound covers, really. Yeah. Not well, Motown. They, they played with the Temps, though, too. And they did a lot That's of That's right. Um, also, I think we're off cycle for Madonna. Because Borderline fell off the chart, and I don't think we That's heard right. And that was pretty much the last single, though, off of that album. Yeah, because then Like a Virgin's like a, a minute away. Yeah, it's at 84, I guess. Yeah. It might be 85, but it's early 85. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. You're right. It's a minute away. Yeah, Prince, not surprisingly, is dominant. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, too, because I, I guess Born in the USA came out, that must have come out right around then because he was number one on the album chart. Because I thought there'd be more than one single there because mm-hmm. there were so many. And we're still a little off from We Are the World, too. I, I was thinking that, but that's 85 as well. That's 85, yeah, before we have Live Aid and uh, We Are the World. So that is, was it July? Yeah, that's the week that was. 84. So next up, uh, we don't know. We'll find out. Another week. Another week. Uh, find this podcast wherever you found it this time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. Check the feeds We're for put Rock and Roll DMZ, the Cyber <laughs> Bullies, and any, and all other podcasts. We'll, yeah, we'll do a lot of feed drops on this one. We're going to take the uh, 
We're going to take the uh, uh, Dirty John approach to uh, spreading our podcast across the uh, charts. That's the approach I take to everything. With that, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>